Welcome to Touching Hearts and Changing Lives, hosted by Reverend Otley Holmes, Senior Pastor of Shiloh Missionary Baptist Church in Mesa, Arizona, where our vision is touching hearts and changing lives by the power of His Word, Luke 4, 18 and 19. Our mission is to go ye therefore and teach all nations, Matthew 28, 19 and 20. Now, please join us in a study of the Word of God. Welcome once again to Touching Hearts and Changing Lives. This is Pastor Holmes, your host, and I love saying that it is my privilege and my pleasure to be back amongst my listening audience once again as we study together the Word of God. For those of you who may be tuning in for the first time, we've been in an extended study in the book of Acts. We're going verse by verse until we get through with the entire book. I love the book of Acts because it shows us the birth of the church, the history of the church, and I use it as a yardstick for what the church should be doing. Although it's not a doctrinal book, it does give us great insight on what God would have his church to be and to do. Amen. But as always, let us approach the throne of grace. Father, we thank you once again for allowing this program to go across the airways. We pray now, Father, that you would just search our hearts and minds and, and cause those things that are unpleasing in our sight to be caused, caused to a remembrance that we might confess them and let them go, that we might be found righteous in thy sight. Prepare our hearts now, Lord, to plant seed within our spirits that we might grow by grace. We ask this all in Jesus' name and for his name's sake. Amen. Well, we're in the 15th chapter, we left off about verse 24, and I'm going to pick it back up at verse 24 because there's some other things that I would just like to kind of add into this. Now, verse 24 reads, For as much as we have heard that certain which went out from us have troubled you with words, subverting your souls, saying, Ye must be circumcised and to keep the law, to whom we gave no such commandment. Now, we've been discussing this dispute that the Judaizers, those would have you come under the bondage of legalism, were trying to place people back under the law and under the ritual. They were saying that the Gentiles, in order to be saved, had to be circumcised. Well, that we in back under the law, and that is not what the Word of God says. The Word of God says that salvation comes by grace alone in the Lord Jesus Christ. And so it's by grace you are saved, lest any man should boast. Now, the persons who taught otherwise were basically false teachers. And when we run across false teachers, they must be sternly rebuked and strongly rebuked. They troubled the believers with their word. They subverted. That word means they subverted the believer's soul. The word means to devastate, to plunder, to dismantle, to ravage, to wreck, or to cause havoc. They were never commissioned by the church at Jerusalem to put out that message. And many times we find in the body of Christ today, there are people who will put an additional burden on the people of God that's not of God. And we must study the show ourselves approved. So when we run across these false teachers, we will not have these types of things uh, come into our churches and subvert the believer's soul, because many a person has been troubled. Many a person has almost had and maybe have had their faith shipwrecked because some person came in and put a burden on them that God never meant for them to, to carry. So anyone who adds to the word of God hmm, that you must be circumcised, that is to undergo a, a ritual and to keep the law, we gave them no such commandment as James has said. It's, it's the Judaizers or the legalists that are now trying to subvert the souls of the people, the believers. Let's look at verses 25 through 27. It seemed good unto us, being assembled with one accord, to 
send chosen men unto you with our beloved Barnabas and Paul, men that have hazarded their lives for the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. We have sent, therefore, Judas and Silas, who shall also tell you the same things by mouth. Now the church had sent forth Barnabas and Saul as men, or Paul, as men who had proclaimed the truth. They had declared the truth. They were getting into the face of the Judaizers because the Judaizers had accused them of having the gospel. They, they then, they, you know how sometimes we say we, other churches don't give you the full gospel. Well, they had been teaching and preaching the full gospel, but these Judaizers wanted to add to it. So men have a tendency to add to salvation, and we must be on guard, as I keep saying, not to allow anybody to subvert the word of God. What the church needs is men and women who would hazard, that is to risk their lives for the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. If we would take a stance and risk our reputation, risk our friendships, and even in, in, in third world countries around the world today, you risk your life for declaring Jesus the Christ. I wonder how much of the incorrect doctrine would be eradicated from the church if we would be bold to risk ourselves for Jesus the Christ. The church sent forth two chosen prophets, that is Judas and Silas. Now we're going to see that in verse 32 of this 15th chapter. These men were prophets, worthy men, men gifted by the Holy Spirit. They were chosen by the church to go forth and to declare this great decree of salvation by faith alone in Jesus Christ also. Now let's look at verses 28 and 29. For it seemed good to the Holy Ghost and to us to lay upon you no greater burden than these necessary things, that ye abstain from meats offered to idols, from blood and from things strangled, and from fornication, and which if ye keep yourselves ye shall do well. Fare ye well. Now the Holy Spirit and the church was involved in this, this uh, decision. That is, the Holy Spirit led and guided the body of believers into this declaration of what salvation is, and it's by grace alone and Jesus Christ. The necessary rules were not given for the purpose of saving men, but for the believer's welfare. And thus, necessary rules were what I read about abstaining from meats offered to idols and from blood and from things strangled and from fornication. Now, these were not pertinent to salvation because Paul would never allow a message to be declared that you had to do this keep these rules in order to be saved because once again the message is by grace alone through the Lord Jesus Christ but these things were a, 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 a compromise if you will I hate to even use that word because that's not really what I wanted to say but for sake of time they were trying to make people understand that to the Jewish believer these would be a stumbling block for a preacher coming into the synagogue and begin to preach so they said, look, it's good that we restrain from these things, okay? Because 1 Timothy 5.22 says, keep thyself pure. James 1.27, pure religion and undefiled before God and the Father is this, to visit the fatherless and the widows in their affliction and to keep himself unspotted from the world. Let's look at verses 30 through 35. So when they were dismissed, they came to Antioch, and when they had gathered the multitude together, 
they delivered the epistle, which when they had read, they rejoiced for the consolation. And Judas and Silas, being prophets also themselves, exhorted the brethren with many words and confirmed them. And after they had tarried there a space, they were let go in the peace from the brethren unto the apostles. Notwithstanding, it pleased Silas to abide there still. Paul also and Barnabas continued in Antioch teaching and preaching the word of the Lord with many others also. What a grand and glorious thing. There is rejoicing when we hear the truth of the word of God. That word rejoicing again brings about joy and gladness. Rejoicing over the constellation that, that is over the encouragement that came from the Jerusalem church. Rejoicing over the fact that truth had prevailed. Rejoicing over the fact that the burden had been removed. And they came with great exhortation, that is the building up of the believers up more and more, assuring them in their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, some of the body of believers are, are, are blessed with the spiritual gift of exhortation. And we need those people around us that build us up from time to time, that encourage us. I know as a as a pastor preacher, I love when people can get behind me and, and just build me up. And they know that they can say encouraging words to me. Pastor, we know the battle is hard. We know that you go through many things. We know that you're under spiritual attack. And we're praying for you. We're keeping you. And pastor, keep on keeping on. Those are the types of people that the body needs to encourage us in our faith. And now there was a great teaching that grew within this church. And Paul and Barnabas were busy teaching and preaching the word of God. And what was so great about this church was there were many other teachers and preachers in the church. Nobody was idle. And that is a big problem with today's church. Many people sit on the sideline idle. And those that are sitting idle are ones that break out with the most noise always complaining about this or complaining about that. If they would just get busy for the ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ, they would complain a lot less because they would be engaged in doing the work of the ministry. It's so easy to sit on the sideline and play the Monday night quarterback, if you will. So easy to look at what others should be doing, but what are you doing? So therefore, we find in this church when there was this news that came through that everybody rejoiced in the great consolation and everybody that could and would was busy teaching and preaching the word of God. The message they taught and preached was the word of the Lord, not their own theories, not their own ideas, not their own takes on things, but the truth of the word of God. Jesus said it best. He said, ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Now, let's look at verses 36 and, and, and through 38, and then I'll have to wind this program down for the week. And some days after, Paul said unto Barnabas, let us go again and visit our brethren in every city where we have preached the word of the Lord and see how they do. And Barnabas determined to take with them John, whose surname was Mark. But Paul thought not good to take him with them, who departed from them in Pamphylia and went not with them to the work. Now there's an unfortunate downside to this, and we have to pick this up next week, when conflict arises in the body of Christ. Well, my brothers and sisters in Christ, please tune in again next week. Tell somebody about this program. Visit us on the web, www.smbcmesa.org. Stop by on any Sunday morning at 9 a.m. for Sunday school, 11 a.m. for church service 
or Wednesday midweek Bible study at 7 p.m. Or now also pick this program up on touchingheartsandchangingliveswithpodbean.com and listen to our programs. May the Lord bless you and keep you is my prayer. Please tune in again next week. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Be strong in the Lord. Stand firm in your faith and God will richly bless you for your efforts. Take care. See you next week. Touching Hearts and Changing Lives radio program is an outreach ministry of Shiloh Missionary Church and is hosted by Rev. Otley W. Holmes, Jr., Senior Pastor. Please join us every Saturday evening at 7 p.m. on KXXT 1010. We're located at 56 South Robson Mesa, Arizona, 85210. It's right on the corner of Robson and First Avenue in downtown Mesa. Service times are Wednesday evening prayer meeting, 5.30 to 7 p.m. and Bible study, 7 p.m p.m. to 8.30 p.m. Sunday morning, Sunday school, 9 a.m. Worship service is at 11 a.m. For more information, call 480-844-2687 or email sbchurch1011 at quest.net. Be sure to log on to the website www.smbcmesa.org. This program has been sponsored by the membership of Shiloh Missionary Baptist Church.